TheOAMNetwork.com. Hello and welcome to Pop a Pasty Podcast. This is your host, Cherry Cheesecake. I am here with two guests, uh, my usual ho- co-host, and I'm here with a very special guest. Um... Here is my co-host. Hey, I'm Jennifer. And here is our guest. Hey, I'm Alana Holder. Welcome. How are you ladies doing this week? Good. I'm great. How are you? I'm all right. Um, This week has been up and down for me, and uh, I'm not going to talk about that right now. I'll just move past that, (laughs) but I hope that you guys are doing a little bit better than me this week. <laughs> you hope that you are. That's good. Well, we're here this week with Alana, and uh, she's a local musician. Yeah, um, I started doing music since I can remember. My dad, Jack Holder, was a Memphis musician. Um, he started pretty young, mm-hmm. and I just fell in love with it ever since. And that's all I really wanted to do. So I'm um, finally graduated and trying to get my music out there and let people actually hear me so that's good I mean um you have a great voice and uh I've actually listened to your YouTube before and Mm -hmm. uh you should definitely check out her YouTube if you're listening um is it just your name yeah it's just um Alana Jane I think yeah with a Y yeah Mm -hmm. Um, J-A-Y-N-E yeah (laughs) really pretty way to spell it is yeah yeah you should definitely check out her YouTube um her voice is really amazing even like just a silly little video that you have up like it's from when you were like 15 16 yeah I, I think I was I just turned 16 yeah and um it was actually a funny story it was an audition tape that I completely did the wrong way So, yeah. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, you had to do all kinds of crazy stuff, but it's barely there. (laughs) I haven't really done a lot with my YouTube yet, but hoping. But you're working on it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really good, though. Like, her voice is really it's one of those voices that's so pretty that you almost can't listen like it's too much like you're like oh no like the sun is shining too brightly in your eyes like you're like ah (laughs) but um you have a show coming up this friday actually so tell us about that yeah um this friday i'm actually doing my first show with originals Mm -hmm. um songs that that's not going to be all originals because I just started, but um, I'm performing at Otherland's Coffee mm-hmm. Shop in Midtown, and I'm actually opening for one of my dad's old friends. Um, I'd known him growing up. He always produced with my dad and stuff, and my dad played on his records, and um, so he's a really good friend, and he asked me to open a show for him, so that's at 8 this Friday. Does it cost so. anything? I think there's a cover fee of like $7. That's not bad. But that's not that bad. Yeah. And it's great music. Um, his name's Rob Junkless, so he's pretty well known, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. You've been talking about it for a while, so I'm really excited that you're getting to do this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and you actually had another show coming up, right? Yeah. Um, it's going to be at Other Ones again. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be July 25th, mm-hmm. and I'm opening for... Um, 
one of the girls that I did music with when I was like 15 mm-hmm. and um, Lauren Moscato and she's got a smaller band now and um, they're doing another show at Otherlands, 8 o'clock, same cover charge and everything. So it's exciting finally getting everything starting up and stuff. So I'm excited about it. Are you going to do some originals for that one as well? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. That's awesome. Getting your name out there. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> well, that's really that's really good. I'm mm-hmm. glad for you because you've been really excited about this for a mm-hmm. while, so it's good. Yeah, and it's, like I said, it's my first show, like, doing my music because mm-hmm. I do play at Neil's Bar sometimes um, yeah. with Eddie Smith and um, just, he was actually, the whole band that they play with was the band that my dad was in, mm-hmm. and so I I used to go there and listen to my dad a good bit, so everybody there kind of knew me, and so I've been playing with him um, a good bit every Friday, but it's still, you know, his music and his style, and this is my first, like, actual me show, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm super stoked about it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really glad for you. Um, so I was going to ask you to, like, talk a little bit about your dad, if you're mm-hmm. comfortable with that. Um, yeah. I know that... He was pretty big in the Memphis scene. Yeah. um, Well, he started out playing music. Well, since he could really walk, (laughs) apparently. Um, And... He his first band was the Hot Dogs. I don't know if you've ever (laughs) heard of them, but it's a bunch of people um, that like from Memphis and stuff. And you know they, I think they had a couple hits. You know. and he went on tour and stuff. Like, he was in Black Oak, Arkansas. Yeah. Um, which I know the band members changed a million times from Yeah. Now, but <laughs> <laughs> he was one of them. And um, he actually played on that Tracy Chapman song, Fast Car. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he did a lot of stuff like that and, like, played on Travis Tritt. Um, it's just, he he was so amazing. He... I've never seen somebody that could be able to, like, hear three notes and make a completely different sound from it, you know? And he was just one of those people that, like, once you meet him, you're not going to forget him. Yeah. You know? He was definitely one of the most influential people in my life. And he taught me everything I know about music, you know? And he just, I mean, I miss him, you know? And I know that he'd be really proud that I'm doing this because... Um, he actually got sick in August of last year and, um, he, since I was graduating, um, he always told me, you know, when he thought I was ready that we would start doing my music and, um, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, actually he had told me, um, as soon as I started school that he thought that I was ready to, um, got on my own and start doing my stuff. So we had gotten um, we had gotten something set up with like some studio time and stuff like that because you know he played so many studio time or studio um, sessions and stuff where I mean he had made a lot of friends and so um, we had set up some time and stuff and he just gotten he had gotten to where he was too sick to do it. But this is. Everything that I do now, I'm doing for him, you know, because I know that he would want this from me. And he always, that was just his, like, 
biggest dream and he was so proud of me that I took on music and stuff and actually my um I have a half brother Tucker Mm -hmm. and he's the exact same way like he he plays music and you know he's it's so weird because you know how people people anybody can play an instrument but some people just have that special thing about them yeah and you can hear it and you can tell it and as soon as you hear it you're just it's almost like a shock yeah and it's so weird for me because Tucker has that and it's just like when I hear him like I hear my dad yeah and it's just I mean I don't know it's just I feel like this is where he would want me to be and this is what he would want me to do and he knew that nothing made me happier than doing music so that's what I'm doing (laughs) (laughs) that's so sweet I'm sorry that I got you all you're fine you're fine (laughs) um yeah, that's that's so sweet. I think that, you know, you definitely have something, like I could tell, just from listening to that little YouTube clip, like I was like, wow, that yeah. is definitely, <laughs> like it's like what you were saying, like it's the voice, like you hear it, like like you can just hear it and you're like, oh, wow, like mm-hmm. it almost sends like goosebumps. Yeah. It's angelic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely like, it's something that you don't really hear that often. Yeah. Like you can hear music so much, but mm-hmm. you don't really hear that like that that spark, right? You yeah. know, and that was the main thing I wanted with my music. I wanted people to not just hear a song and not just hear a pretty voice. I wanted people to be able to feel what I was saying yeah. and completely relate to it, even if you know you may not have been through the same situation as me. But I want you to be able to feel my passion behind it, you know, and. That's one of the things I think that means the most to me is just honestly, like in a show, if I mess up, I mess up. You know, if I get something wrong, do something crazy, I mean, you know, it's that's not what matters. What matters is that people felt it, you know? Yeah. And I think that is one of the things that I've learned over the years of singing and stuff because I mean I did I did like talent shows and stuff but Mm -hmm. I never really liked competing for anything like I I didn't like the fact of like people would be like oh you're not you're doing it I'm not gonna do it because I'm like it's music it's a form of expression and it's art and you should do it completely and if you have a talent then you should share it no matter how good you think you are or whatever you know and so I just I just really want to do music because I love it you know I don't want to have to compete for it I don't care how many people you know buy my album or whatever you know I just want people to be able to relate to me yeah so so we won't see you on um American Idol anytime soon no probably (laughs) not That show sucks. Anyway. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It got bad after Paula. Paula left and everything yeah. got bad. <laughs> everything <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> Damn you, Paula. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I I Whenever I do, like, like, public or even private classes, like right now I'm doing private burlesque classes, um, but I always tell them, like, if you fuck up on stage, then you fuck up and yeah. you just keep going. So I definitely relate to what you're saying yeah. about, like, 
I don't care if I fuck up on stage because like you just have to keep going. If it's really something that you want to do, mm-hmm. then you can't just let that one time. Like I've seen girls come off stage and just like they are shattered. Like even stage maids when they do the wrong thing, they put the wrong like chair in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Like they're just shattered. And I'm like, oh my gosh, baby doll, you need to like. <laughs> <laughs> this is like what it's about is just you know fucking up and just keep. going going like say you're sorry and then whatever you know and I think that coming back from that makes you a stronger person definitely because you know anybody can get up there and just do everything perfectly and you know be like oh yeah I did that but it takes a special type of person that can like mess up and completely mess up and then get back up there and do it again yeah you know so I respect people like that. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer can't do that with her job because she's oh, works no. at a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> you told us an interesting story last week, and I wish you could tell it on air. I can't, though. That's I know. the only do, bad thing. Do you have another story for us this week? I mean, is there anything weird that happens? You have crazy coworkers. I really do. My coworkers are crazy, but I love them. I mean... <laughs> But not really. I mean, nothing I can talk about. <laughs> we don't want the grieving families to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I love your job. I love talking about your job because it's so interesting. Yeah. I wish I could talk about it because strange things happen all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing every day, but it's different. Can but you yeah. talk about how you got locked in the room the other day? Okay, this is super creepy. <laughs> um, so I work at night, like afternoon tonight most days mm. and our shift at work yeah. <laughs> yeah like your shift okay so I leave it like eight yeah well I'm in the yep. office and like behind the office is where the garage is and like the prep room and stuff like that and I can lock that door but no one else can and for some reason the other night it was randomly locked like I could get out but no one could get in but I knew I didn't lock the door and so I kind of texted this lady over here freaking out really bad because I was like, I don't know who locked the door or how. I've been here alone since like four o'clock in the afternoon. So that was pretty traumatic. That was pretty traumatic. You were really freaked out. You were like, I don't know who did this to me. Like, it freaked me out really bad. I mean, bad. do you think somebody like locked the door while they were inside and then shut it or? Well, it's a deadbolt. That's why I don't know how someone did that. Oh, that's what creeped me out. And like, no one ever locks that door. Like, that's what I do at night. So yeah, one can come in and I keep it open for like the nighttime people when they come in and out. And so they were trying to come in and they were like, I can't get in. Why is the door locked? And I was like, I didn't lock the door. I don't know why it's locked. So how would somebody have gotten out? Yeah, I don't know. But it was deadbolted. It was dead. Like from my end, it was deadbolted. But no one like I was there alone. So that's what creeped me out really bad about it. And I I wasn't like, oh, ghosts. I was real paranoid that there was, like, a creeper in the building with me. So I, like, paced around. Do you think one of, like, the cadavers? Like, <laughs> that would be a miracle. <laughs> like, they got up and they were like, I'm going to lock this door to freak out this girl. Yeah. And then I'm going to go lay back down <laughs> to get embalmed or whatever. That would be a little sketch. <laughs> 
That is so freaky. Like, I didn't realize that, like, the door was shut like that. That yeah, is scary. Yeah, it was super creepy. So I freaked out. Like, you and Nathan heard it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Why are you really freaking out? <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, Nathan is her boyfriend. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <Just> rando. <laughs> But yeah, um, <laughs> I love your stories about your work. <laughs> Our job is not that interesting. Not really. I used to work where you all work now. So. Yeah, we're not going to say so, it on air, but yeah. yeah. I totally understand. <laughs> Everyone ever has worked at our job. Yeah. In Memphis, it's terrible. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the worst job. <laughs> Hopefully they will never hear this, but I guess it doesn't really I matter. I hear it from me, not you guys. <laughs> yeah. They can hear it from me all day. <laughs> this is all Jennifer Bradley talking. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Didn't you get like fired for saying something like you'd rather sell dildos than work at this job? <laughs> this is I-, I would rather make them. Oh, okay. And yes, this is true. <laughs> That's how she and got then, fired, guys. And then when I was asked about it, I was just like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> See, that attitude is the exact attitude Tara has every single day. Like, yeah. she doesn't even have to say it. You can just look at it and you're like, that's what she's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, the angriest, like, resting face, especially at work. Like, I'm like, don't ever talk to me. <laughs> exactly. And people ask the dumbest questions. And Tara's always just like... Like you can not. I mean, I got the meanest look the other day because somebody was like, "Where is this?" And I was like, "It's right there. It's next to the sign, right there." And then like the sign that says it. And then they were like, they like shot me the angriest look, and I was like, just like deadpanned at them, and I was like, "What? You asked it." Somebody the other day, I was like. Okay, you just go down the stairs, and then they kept being like, up the stairs, and I was like, down the stairs, and they said, up the stairs, and I said, down the stairs, <laughs> like, over and over for, like, ten times until I was like, I'm just turning around. You should have just been like, yes, up the stairs the second time. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly where you need to go. <laughs> Dumb ass. Like, I literally don't understand, like, how you confu- confuse up and down. Memphis people. Like, Especially- that's amazing. <laughs> Really, where you go, you're already kind of... Yeah. There's only a few steps farther down. Yeah. So yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you're so Real stupid. stupid. Real like, stupid. Like, oh my God. Goes to show you, any job you have, you will deal with stupidity. Yeah. yeah. If you deal with other people and yeah. not dead ones. No, I deal with other people, but like, <laughs> they get a pass. They're grieving. Yeah. Like, yeah. They get a pass. It's, yeah. I don't... That's different. Yeah. <laughs> when you're just... Doing other things. But after a year there, you're going to be like, no, you're stupid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Probably. Because you told so many people this thing over and over, and they just are not getting it. That's true. (laughs) That's true. I mean, I just don't understand. Yeah. I kind of get lucky, because most times, like, when people ask questions, if I don't know, I don't have to answer it. I can find someone who knows and just pass it off to them. Yeah. My boss was like, it's like a hot potato. And I was like, I like your mentality. Just keep passing. Ooh, we should start doing that. Hot potato. Yeah. <laughs> I would just end up sending them elsewhere. Yeah. I would just be like, I don't know. 
I, I'm waiting for someone to be like, where is the bathroom? And me just be like, okay, you're going to go upstairs and then you're going to go outside and you're going to go down the street like four blocks and then there's going to be a bathroom and it's going to be right in the middle of the street. Like just keep going in the middle of the street and just like give them the craziest directions until they like realize that I'm fucking with them. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> true you do get the dirtiest looks from people i do people are like wow (laughs) wow she's a bitch (laughs) it's almost like a look of like shock though like they're like did she really just say that and then tara's has the face of yeah i did i literally (laughs) just stare at them for a while and i'm like like, what very dead eyes like very dead eyes just no emotion (laughs) i do like that's my only response to stupidity is like i can't even like like try to be like like okay you're gonna do this like or like yeah thanks for coming here like i can't do that like i would not be good at almost any job (laughs) i'm not even that good at this one like i just know what i'm doing on a computer yeah but i'm not that good with customers (laughs) so hire me guys (laughs) i don't know i feel like i'm good but it depends on the job it depends on the the people and it depends on the day like yeah that once a month i'm just like no (laughs) i mean but you guys are lucky you have a place to go hide I used to, okay, so I was the manager of where you work, mm-hmm. and I did not, I didn't really give a shit about anything. <laughs> you did <And> not. <laughs> like, when people would be annoying, I would just go to the little hidey hole in the back <laughs> and just stay back there. Sometimes I would just leave and wander around. Yeah. This is our manager. <laughs> I feel like our current manager does that, too, because she's gone, like, all the time, and we're like, we don't know where she yeah. is, like... And she's probably, like, upstairs hiding or something. hiding from all us. Well, your previous manager, when I started, is the one who told me where to hide. Do you remember her? (laughs) The one that was your job or the other job? The other job, the front desk job. Oh, yeah, I loved her. I did, too, but she's the one who showed me all of the places to hide. Yeah. (laughs) She's just as bad. It's true. If you if you really want to get promoted, you guys should just not do your job. It'll happen because so that's what good happened at to me. Job of not doing my job. All right, we're gonna stop talking about this because we're just gonna end up like gossiping and being bitches about this place. Um, so I'm trying to think. There's something else that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, Tell me about, like, the Memphis music scene. Um, Do you think it's thriving? What do you think? Honestly? Yes, honestly. (laughs) That's how I answer, like, if somebody's like, how do you, what do you think of Memphis Burlesque right now? And I'm like, honestly? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I definitely think that the Memphis music scene right now, um, there are some very well credited you know younger ones yeah um but for the most part with anything you know the older ones with mo with the most experience and stuff are going to be the ones that are the most successful yeah um from what i've seen there are a lot of people that have a lot of potential Mm -hmm. and that probably when they get older because honestly right now it's 
like a bunch of college kids, you know, mm-hmm. which is totally cool because that's where everybody starts. You yeah. know, everybody kind of starts it as a hobby and yeah. then it just builds off of that. But the Memphis music scene um, has honestly, other than if you take out the newbies, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm a newbie, but <laughs> mm-hmm. if you take all of us out, it's the same people, you know, that have been around mm-hmm. for like decades, you know, yeah. like it's just people that started in Memphis and they go here and then they go there and then they always end up back here. Yeah. And I think it's because the Memphis music scene is like a community. It's yeah. not just people that, oh yeah, I know you, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's actually like a, it's a bond that's formed, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's amazing. Like my dad had a benefit, um, when he got sick and everybody that he had ever played any anything with, like, even if he had just, like, played the harmonica for him or something, <laughs> you know, like, they all came out. And it was just insane. And then, like, it's weird because you go see, like, one person play and then they're all there. Yeah. They're all just so supportive of each other. That's you know? great. Yeah. And, I mean, that's how the younger scene is too you know like everybody's just really supportive of each other and even if they can't make it out to the show they're um like advertising it and you know saying you should go to this if you have free time you know blah 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 and they're just really supportive of everything and i just love it it's uh it's definitely more of a family than just a group of people you know yeah so I really wish that the burlesque scene was a little bit more like that. Like, most of us try to support the other shows, but we don't usually get to go out to every show. And, like, sometimes shows will do, like, a performer, like, discount or something like that Mm -hmm. just for, like, other performers. And I try to do that for, like, all performers, not just burlesque. Like, if I can, I'll go into, like, a group that I know that's just performers on Facebook and just be like, hey, here's 50% off our ticket and try to get them to come out. But I feel like I feel like I would really like it if Memphis would also cross-promote, like, right. with comedians and burlesque dancers and musicians and right. magicians and blah, 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 Just blah. Just all different kinds, yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me weird? Magicians. Magician. I mean, we do have magicians. I mean, you just don't know about them. I don't want to. Magicians freak me out. I there's a mu- there's a magician here that I really like, but he tours so often because he's with Barnum and Bailey and all those like famous people because he's like world famous. Unfortunately, so unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for me, yeah. But um, yeah. I I wish that we could like cross promote because it's like I feel like. When it comes to entertainment, Burlesque doesn't have, or I'm sorry, not Burlesque, but Memphis doesn't have um, a lot of support from the outside community. Like, there's a bit from, like, friends and family and, like, you know, those true diehard fans. Right. But, like, from the community as a whole, like, I don't feel like Memphis has, like, a lot of support for their entertainers. Right. And we're mostly in Midtown, and everyone in Midtown is like, I'm fucking poor, so I can't yeah. go to anything ever. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, we need to, like, stimulate our small economy yeah. or something. <laughs> like, come on. Like, like if we all, like, helped each other, I think that would be a good thing. But I know I'm just kind of, like... 
wishful hoping. Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand what you're saying. You know, like, we're all artists yeah. in our own way. You know, we're all entertainers. We all essentially are here for the same reason, you yeah. know, and it's what we love. So I do agree with you completely. And, I mean, you're right. Everybody in Midtown's poor because yeah. <laughs> we're all artists, you know. Yeah. Like, we're all, like, trying to live, like, on our dreams, you know, and we are stubborn and we really don't want to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm definitely a starving artist. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a ramen noodles artist. Yep. <laughs> Rice and beans. You know it. <laughs> yeah, you do. Every day. Rice Every and day. beans. <laughs> I mean, I, I just feel like if we all support each other, then maybe we could hopefully one day get, like, our fans and our family right. and blah, blah, blah to just, like, support everything and just keep coming out. I feel like there's so much to do. Like, I remember my friends that are, like, still in Cordova and Kyerville, like, whenever I talk to them, they would just be like, um, there's nothing happening in Memphis, ever. Like, they always say that. And I'm like... I hate when people say that. Yeah. I'm like, that's some <laughs> shit. That's yeah. some real <laughs> shit. Like, just go to memphisflyer.com yeah. and you will find so many events There's happening tonight. Always something going on. There's always, like, some type of show you can go to or, you know, like, even if you're into sports, go for it. You know, like, there's yeah. just... There's always something to do in Memphis. Yeah. There's, like, karaoke. There's... Yeah. There's comedy, like, five times a week. Yeah. It's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, there's music constantly. Yeah. And just finding something to do is not that hard. No. I think it's more finding the funds to do all the things. Yeah. But Cordova people don't seem to have that problem. They seem to be in their own little bubble. Yeah. Sorry, Cordova people. <laughs> it would be cool <laughs> if we could do something, you know. <laughs> not really. Like, the whole... Every like every type of entertainer and just like come together like for one thing. When I first started doing burlesque, I really wanted to do shows that had like a rotating completely a rotating cast. Yeah, and like it would be like a musician, a comic, you know, like just all different kinds of entertainers and not even the same types every time. Right. An aerialist, you know, yeah. like things like that because we have plenty of that and they are looking for jobs constantly right. for the most part. Um, and belly dancers and like... My friend Kim is super into belly dancing. Really? It's pretty awesome. I want to do it. I think it'd be really awesome. <laughs> I know a teacher. You should hook me up. Yeah, I'll hook you up <laughs> after the show. She's great. She taught me some stuff. <laughs> I like that creepy face that you do. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I really wanted to do like a showcase type mm -hmm. show where like I could not only like bring together all these different people and show them to an audience every like month or so, mm -hmm. but also I could have them network. Yeah. Because like we need to do more networking. Exactly. <laughs> I think it would be beneficial to every single person that did that. I mean, you just have to find, you know, the right supporter of it, you know, yeah. but um and I honestly couldn't think of somebody that would, like, turn that down, you know? Because yeah. any performer, any artist, they usually jump at the chance to do anything. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, even with music, like, 
people are like, you want to play a birthday party? I'm like, sure. You know, like, <laughs> it's just because I love doing it. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would definitely help out a lot. And I think that's also something that would, like, connect artists as a whole. You yeah. know, because I look at it, like, I don't look at the entertainment um, thing. I don't really look at it as, like, we're all different. Like, we're all, like, we are, but we all are, we all are into different like kind of subcategories of yeah. it but we're all doing the same thing for the same purpose you know yeah like we like putting on a show for people we like entertaining entertainers yeah. um we you know <laughs> we just we all have a passion for something yeah. and it's not necessarily something that we have to go get a degree for or whatever I mean yeah you can but it's just I think it would be a good thing if we could all connect with each other because you build off of each other, yeah. you know? I mean, I I know that I do. Like, that's why I'm, like, I love going to hear people play and going to see people just do all kinds of crazy stuff because, I mean, like, I like it. I yeah. like supporting other artists because that's what you do, you yeah. know? So. I think that I might have to renew that idea. So if any yeah. <laughs> weird entertainer wants to be in my first showcase, <laughs> hopefully I can get that together. The most, the biggest problem that I've had so far with making shows is finding a good venue, though. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, down all of Memphis's venues because I haven't been to all of them. Right. But a lot of them are either really expensive, like, way too expensive, like, $1,000 a night expensive. Right. Where you're getting, like, $5, $10 at the door. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like, if you think that's about That's a lot it. of money. <laughs> yeah. But if you got, like, every, um, like, every... I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's not a company, <laughs> but whatever. Every just, like, different type of entertainer um, to, like, you know, chip in or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that it would be a great idea, and especially for, like, the younger, like, entertainers and stuff that yeah. um, aren't, like, 50 and 60 and that have been doing this for their whole life, you know? Yeah. People that are, they've been doing it for a while, but they're still really just starting out you mm-hmm. know and people that are just figuring out that this is what they love like i think that would be awesome for them yeah so we like, could do yard sales and lemonade stands and maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how i feel every time i want to do a burlesque show i'm like all right time to do a car wash so yeah. that we can put on a fucking show and yeah. break even like <laughs> god i don't think that our audiences realize how much work we put into like just putting on this show for them and right. then everyone's like can i get in free yeah and we're like I've already worked, like, a lot to put this yeah. show on. I really don't want to let anyone in for free <laughs> yeah. now. Shows like, are just, not only are they expensive, they are hard work. Like, yeah. they're stressful. You have to plan not only, like, you know, your venue and everything like that. you got to plan out what you're going to do, you know, like, outfits for y'all. And yeah. it just, it's just crazy. I mean, musicians have to do outfits, too. Yeah, if you I do mean, the whole it's not outfit like, change and, yeah. <laughs> like, the three seconds that you have, like, a double for, like, you know, a couple yeah. minutes. Like, those are the famous people. We're not there. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> I've seen it done before, like, in theater and stuff. Like, really? I love I love costume changes, fast costume yeah. changes. <laughs> I mean, like, I've done, like, a little bit of theater and, like, that's kind of how I, like, 
segued into mm-hmm. burlesque. Like, my old troupe was, like, all theater people. Like, I've noticed burlesque, you either come from, like, dance or theater. Right. Like, it's one of the two, and you just kind of find your way into burlesque because it's a lot more free. Yeah. Than like ballet, ballet is so strict, and mm-hmm. so is theater in a way because you're saying like certain lines. You are becoming another person, and that's fun. But you are like saying lines that you didn't necessarily write. Yeah. So with burlesque, you get to basically write your own lines. I mean, yeah. you're not talking, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, for sure. You're writing everything. You're creating everything. Yeah. I mean, but that's a lot of work that goes into it. Like. Whenever I have, like, a new student, I'm like, okay, I just want to warn you, like, this is what goes into burlesque. You are a costume designer. You're a model. You're a makeup artist. You're a hairstylist. You're a DJ. You're you're a choreographer. You're everything now. So just get ready for that because now you have 15 jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to burlesque. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're really rich and then you can get all that stuff yeah. made for you. Yeah, you can pay people to do it, but. <laughs> yeah. But then it's not your own and yeah. you haven't like hot glued diamonds it to your hands. Takes the fun out so. of it, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jennifer, you're sitting quietly. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jennifer's not an entertainer, so she's like, okay. Whatever. (laughs) Jennifer is our, like, pretty person. She's, like, (laughs) the focus of the room. (laughs) I'm not sitting there, though. Last last time I was... But last time you got rained on. That's true. I'm glad it's not raining. Oh. (laughs) So I get the rain seat. No, I'm glad because it was horrible. (laughs) So much rain. (laughs) It was like going down your back into your butt. (laughs) There was, like, a puddle of water in her seat when she got up. I, like, trailed mud into Gil's house and felt really bad. Did you? Yes, I stepped in a huge mud puddle out there, and I felt so bad. Oh. Well, sorry, Gil. I think I I told him, and he was like, okay. (laughs) I don't think he cares. He has, like, three kids. He's like, what's a little mud? Yeah. (laughs) And now he has a cat and some baby kittens. Cute. They're so cute. <laughs> They're adorable. I'm stealing one, and I'm not telling Chris. So good, <laughs> good, good. If Chris is listening, Tara deserves a cat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I feel like I should have you, a cat petition. <laughs> you have to put up with that wet hair of his. <laughs> <laughs> so Jennifer was making fun of my boyfriend because he. Always, whenever he does, like, Vines or Snapchats or whatever the hell he it does. It was just a question. And I really just wanted to know, does he just get, like, does he think of things in the shower? And when he gets out, he's like, I'm ready. Because <laughs> his hair's always wet in all of these things. And she asked if he just, like, it just, like, always showers right before. And I'm like, his hair is always wet. And then I told him, and he was just like... Well, I just want to be clean. And I was like, okay, well, you should, like, blow dry your hair or something. <laughs> like, we're trying to give you constructive criticism right now. Exactly. I mean, it's not a bad thing that he's clean. It was just strange to me that it was always wet. Always wet. He's like, well, it's weird because the front of his hair is always, like, poofy and dry. And then the, the back, back is wet and curly. It's like wet, curly mullet back there. <laughs> 
Chris, you have a mullet. That's what we're telling you. He's not going to listen to this. Well, at least not this far into the podcast. That's true. That's true. He'll stop in the first like five minutes <laughs> because he doesn't listen to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I guess we'll just wrap it up. I don't know. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or promote? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell them again for anyone that has forgotten by now what shows you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm doing both shows are at Otherlands. One is this Friday, Mm -hmm. July 17th um, at 8 o'clock. And then the other one is July 25th at 8 o'clock. And they both have a $7 cover fee and come out and show Memphis Music some love. (laughs) Please do, especially if you're an entertainer. Don't yeah. be bougie. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, who are you playing with the first time and the second time? Um, the first time, um, I'm opening for Rob Junkless, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure. I think Becky Russell might be doing the set after me. Mm-hmm. Not completely sure. It's changed a couple times. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> the 25th is going to be Lauren Moscato and... Her small little duet she has. Gotcha. And um, she's also got another one playing after me. And I don't know if they've finalized who that is yet. But, oh. um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm playing with Eddie Smith both times. He's going to come play guitar for me. And we're going to do some neat harmonies. So <laughs> That's awesome. And she will have originals there. Are you doing some other songs, like covers? Yeah. Um, I'm actually trying... I'm going for this, like, whole diversity thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually <laughs> doing um, a song from every genre. Gotcha. So I wanted to be different, and I wanted to show <laughs> that um, I don't... I, it's just kind of my personality, you know? Like, I don't listen to one type of music. So yeah. I wanted to show that that's not me. So I'm doing a couple cover. I mean, a couple originals, and then some covers of some old stuff, and, you know... Just kind of me. So, (laughs) all right, that sounds really good. Um, All right, so we're going to wrap it up. And um, I've been Cherry Cheesecake. You can find me anywhere online. Um, Just type in my name the way that it's spelled online. If you're listening to the podcast, then my name is somewhere around there. So you will find me. (laughs) Um, And this is my co host. I'm Jennifer. You can find me online pretty much anywhere at Enneferk. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> and this has been our guest today. I'm Alana, and you can still find me online. Um, <laughs> probably just Alana Holder, and it's spelled weird. It's E-L-A-N-A, not A-L-A-N-A, or Elena, or Elma. Gotten that one before. Elma? Yeah. Weird, huh? That's an old Elena, lady's name. gotten that one, too. <laughs> you know, people are crazy. But, um, yeah, I'm not really too into the whole social media yet, but I'll get there. (laughs) So, baby social media. Baby steps, baby steps. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Papa Pasty Podcast is a joint production between the OM Network and Cherry Cheesecake. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com and nakednerdyblogger.com.